In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I was really hoping to be with you live on Christmas Eve instead of virtually. I was hoping to be sharing communion with many of you as you came out. I was looking forward to hearing songs. I was looking forward to creating an outdoor uh, Easter Christmas vigil fire with candlelight and uh, doing something creative for all of you. I hope this Christmas Eve service uh, is joyous for you. I hope that you encounter the love and glory of Jesus Christ in his nativity. Um, But it's disappointing. But maybe it's not surprising, or maybe it's not um, unfortunate as we come and sit right before this scene of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love to do when it comes to giving gifts is uh, wrap them in unsuspecting packages so little gifts I might wrap in big giant boxes or uh, big gifts I might create a scavenger hunt for my kids. They have to follow clues to go from place to place to find a bicycle or guitar or something like that. And uh, Vestry, one of our favorite Vestry uh, party gifts when we do our gift exchange is to put a bottle of vegetable oil into a wine bag and people fight for that and then they pull it out and it's just a wine, uh, vegetable oil bottle versus a bottle of wine. That's fun. And for youth group, when we'd have things or for children's, I'd, I'd always wrap the best present in the plain, most plain wrapper. You know, there's all these glossy um, wrappers and all these other presents that are shiny that have just little trinkets or not things very exciting. And the valuable gift is in the normal brown paper wrapper and wrapping. And I suppose the Christmas story is not unlike this because Jesus did not come in a way that most expected. Jesus was not born into a priestly family. Jesus was not born into a royal family as far as the throne of of Herod, for instance. He was descended from David, which is why we're in the city of David right now. Uh, So he is descended from royalty several generations removed. But things have changed. Times have changed. Um, we're not in a time of uh, prosperity for Israel. We have a Roman emperor ruling over everything and a puppet king in Herod, who's technically the king of Israel, but really serves the emperor, right? And so... It's in this 
backdrop of Rome overruling everything, of even those in Israel who have hope um, in some in some respects. Many of them are, are entrenched in the Roman system in order to keep their uh, wealth, their power, their prestige. Um, so even the temple, as Herod rebuilt the temple to be very glorious, you have groups like the Sadducees who are who they're they're intricately invested in that system. And even the Romans continuing to be in charge to some extent, right? This is this is the world in which Jesus comes. A world where if you asked anybody on the street what they wanted would be freedom from Rome, right? They'd, they'd want their own independence. Somewhat, somewhat like this year. Most likely, if you asked anybody on the street what they wanted this year for Christmas, they'd, they'd say an end to this pandemic, that the vaccine works, the vaccine gets distributed, that my mother is healed, that nobody in my family gets sick, that um, we can go back to normal life and hug and, you know, put our arms around each other and hold each other's hand and be present with, with one another. That's what probably most people would want, which isn't like... Um, every year, right? Most other times, there'd be a whole bunch of things that people would want, would ask for, would rather have, and they might tack on and world peace at the end. But in reality, they're a lot more self-absorbed. And while the end of the pandemic is somewhat self-absorbed, it's not totally, right? I mean, one of the reasons we want the pandemic to end is because we long for community, companionship, to be with one another. And so it's really today a little bit easier to understand um, this backdrop of, of life that Jesus came into being, where, where the Roman Empire ruled everything. And everybody in Israel, all the people who weren't just the elite, wanted it to end, wanted it to go away, wanted their freedom, wanted the Messiah, the Christ, to come. And so here he is, not in the normal wrapping, not in the temple, not in the palace, not with a rich family or priestly family, but to a lowly virgin, betrothed to a man of the family of David, born in the city of David, born in the city of David because of greed. Right? The emperor wanted to count the people 
wanted to count the people so he knew how much he could tax, how much he could get, how much he had conquered. Greed and wealth and power led to Jesus fulfilling that prophecy of the Savior of the world being born in the city of David. Here he is, born, laid in a feeding trough. And the angels appear before a group of shepherds who we've come to romanticize and magnify their glory and pageants and other type things, including, you know, nativity pieces. The shepherd, you know, was the ancient days fast food worker or factory worker or Walmart cashier or whatever. They were not esteemed. They were not held in great honor. In fact, the very profession of shepherd meant that you could never completely fulfill the law because you're always defiled. You're always uh, unclean because of your contact of dead animals or other type of things that just made sure that, that you had to go through a big ritual to be pure in order to come into the temple. That was costly. That was prohibitive. That almost made the shepherds not a part of the community. And it's to these shepherds that the angels appear, keeping watch over their flocks by night, saying, I'm bringing you good news of great joy. After, of course, they said, don't be afraid. The angels always say that. Don't be afraid. Um, I bring you greetings of good news. This day in the city of David is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. And you will find him wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And they go and they see that this is so and they rejoice and proclaim and they tell everyone what they had seen, what they had heard, what they had witnessed, that all that the angels said were true. And so for us, as we come to this most holy night, how do we respond? How do we respond reflecting on the fact that God has come to us, the word made flesh. God has chosen to dwell with his people, to bring life and hope and love and peace and to bring freedom from bondage, not from Rome, but from sin, from strife, from division to unite the peoples of the world, that all may be one, as he and the Father are one. This day, Jesus Christ has burst forth into the world to dwell in our hearts, 
to dwell in our lives. That we don't have to go to the manger. We don't have to come to the church. The love and grace of Jesus dwells in us. So we hear in the prologue of John to all those who choose to receive him. He calls children of God to all those who choose to receive him, receive the word made flesh. They may be called the children of God. We are the children of God this day. And so here is the best wrapped gift or the best gift, not in fancy wrapping, I guess it's really what I want to say. It's not in fancy wrapping. It is not born in gold robes. It's not born in a palace. It's not even born to a priestly family in the temple. He's not showered with adoration. The angels didn't appear to the powers that be in the high priestly tribe and the priests of the temple and others do not all flock to see him. The angels appeared to the ordinary, to the common, to people who hungered for freedom, who hungered for God's grace and love to set them free, who hungered to be part of something more. Jesus Christ has come to bring us more. Jesus Christ has come to fill us with more. Jesus Christ has come as a gift to us for salvation and light and love. But also Jesus Christ has come to us to give us gifts of his spirit, of his light, of his promise and hope that we, like the shepherds, may declare to everyone that indeed this day in the city of David is born Christ the Lord, who has come to set you free, to fill you with hope and peace and love and promise. For he is the true salvation for us forever. Have a blessed and wonderful Christmas. Amen.